When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. up everybody welcome to episode 515 of the talking Friars podcast and youtube show ben fadden with you here it is november 16th 2023 hopefully everyone is doing well got a few topics i wanted to hit on today mainly a couple um eric kutsenda he has been named the interim control person for the san Diego padres what does that mean who is eric kutsenda who is this guy i know a lot of people have never heard of this guy don't know anything about him, so I'll give you as much as I can about who Eric Kutsenda is, and then I did want to give the latest on the Padres' managerial search. The manager is expected to be named next week. Obviously, right now the organization is still um, they're still grieving, they're still mourning. It doesn't feel like things are just oh back to normal, you know, and it's not going to be. It's not going to feel back to normal probably for a long time. And that's totally understandable. Um, But I know that it's been a few days now since we've heard or I've even said anything about the manager search. Uh, And I think that's right. I don't think that the focus should have been on the manager search, especially on Tuesday. Uh, On Wednesday, it felt weird to talk about anything other than Peter Seidler and uh, wishing his family well and all of that. And I don't fully want to move away from Peter Seidler. So if anyone's here live in the chat, first off, you can join the show. If you click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat, you can join the show there, or you can leave your comments if you have not had the opportunity to do so uh, yet about Peter Seidler and any memories that you may have of him, with him, what you're thankful for uh, about who Peter Seidler was. Feel free to put those in the chat. Uh, but yeah, Eric Kutsenda, he was brought in by the San Diego Padres in the summer, a few months ago, I believe. And this was when Peter Seidler's health was declining. And he was brought in as a special advisor to the CEO, Eric Grubner. If you go on the Padres website and you look at their front office, that's what will show up. You will see Eric Kutsenda, his name, at least when I looked earlier this afternoon, special advisor to the CEO. And there's other special assistants, but his was special advisor. And he has been working with Peter Seidler. He's been a partner for Peter Seidler for a long time. I saw someone tweet out, I apologize to whoever said this um, on social media, but I did see that he's had a relationship with Peter Seidler for 30 30 plus years. So this is not someone that Peter did not know. And I assume... That Peter Seidler, like knowing that his health was not doing that great, I'm sure that they had a plan 
and Peter Seidler picked Eric Kutsenda. At least I hope this is what happened. Peter Seidler picked Eric Kutsenda to at least be the interim, not interim chairman. There's no chairman right now. That will be decided on, I guess, later. Um, but he is the interim control person. Major League Baseball needs one control person from every team. And so Eric Kutsenda has, picked, has been picked as that guy. Dennis Lynn, Evan Drellich, Ken Rosenthal, they wrote this article in The Athletic earlier today. And it starts off saying, following the death of San Diego Padres chairman Peter Seidler, Major League Baseball has appointed Eric Kutsenda, a longtime business partner of the late owner, as the team's interim control person, Rob Manfred told The Athletic on Thursday. So, again, the wording there, Major League Baseball appointed Eric Kutsenda. So, I assume the Padres recommended someone to Major League Baseball and said, this is who we want. And then Major League Baseball approved it and just said, okay, yeah, we're appointing you as the control person. I think that maybe some people are questioning why is Eric Kutsenda being the interim control person when Peter Seidler wanted the control, the chairman, the team to be in the Peter Seidler name uh, for years and years and years after he has passed. Uh, he, He said that. Recently, I think in 2023, he said that. And so to have someone with not the last name Seidler be the control person right now, I think maybe that lead to some questions. Why is Kutsenda the control person? But it's a longtime business partner of Peter Seidler. This is someone who was the co-founder of Seidler Equity Partners with Peter Seidler. So this isn't someone that didn't know Peter. This is someone that definitely knew Peter and they had a relationship. Now, the question is, we just don't know, does this guy love baseball? Does this guy love the Padres? Uh, I mean, I don't want to make any judgments, but I I feel pretty safe saying that he doesn't love the Padres as much as Peter Seidler did and didn't care as much about the San Diego community, doesn't care about the San Diego community as much as Peter Seidler did. And please don't Take that as a knock to Eric Kutsenda. I've never met the guy. I have one picture of what Eric Kutsenda looks like. That's it. I know very little about Eric Kutsenda. He could care about San Diego a lot, and we don't know about that. He could care about the Padres a lot, and we don't know about that. But this is someone that just joined the organization months ago to be the special advisor to CEO Eric Grubner. This is someone that, at least as of, I don't know if he lives in San Diego. I don't know where he lives. This is not someone that I've seen with Peter Seidler at a Padres game. Now, maybe he has been there, but I didn't know who that was, so I wouldn't be able to identify him. Um, But I don't remember ever seeing someone like this walking around Petco Park with Peter Seidler. So there's just, there's a lot of question marks about who this guy is. And I I think we're going to, continue to have a lot of questions until hopefully next week, let's say Padres name their manager and then Kutsenda, maybe he's up there or he is making himself available. He, Eric Gruppner, maybe Tom Seidler, they'll make themselves available to the media and discuss what's going to be happening here with the ownership and the chairman, the control of the franchise. But as of now, Interim control person, Eric Kutsenda. MLB requires each franchise to designate a person to be accountable for club operations. Ron Fowler 
was the control person, obviously, for eight years before Fowler stepped down and Seidler replaced him in November of 2020. And I want to make this point. Peter Seidler was groomed, is what it seems like. He was groomed to be the chairman of the Padres. He was with Ron Fowler, not as the head guy, but there for eight years involved with the Padres. And Eric Kutsenda has not had that. Has he been involved with Peter Seidler, interacted with Peter Seidler? Sure seems like it with Seidler equity partners, but that's not the San Diego Padres. So does he know how to run a baseball team? Does he know what he's doing? Or did he just come in and Eric Grutner's kind of leading the way, but he's already the CEO of the team and Eric Kutsenda is part of the trust that Seidler equity partners, the trust, Grutner is not a part of that. So that's why Kutsenda is the interim control person. I think that's why. Who would I, and this isn't anything against Eric Kutsenda, but who would I trust more right now to be the control person? Eric Grubner or Eric Kutsenda? I would trust Eric Grubner because he's been in the Padres organization. He's the CEO of the team. Um, he's more familiar with the organization, I assume. I would trust him. But as I said earlier, I hope that the plan the whole time was to have Kutsenda take over if something were to happen here. You know, these last few months, hopefully they were planning for this. And so regardless of how long Kutsenda ends up being the control person, they'll, they'll be, things will be able to be fine. And AJ Preller obviously is going to be running the show baseball-wise. Uh, we know Eric Grubner has some opinions on the Padres roster. Uh, he made those opinions known a little bit. Uh, to Ben and Woods, I think, before the 2023 season ended. Don't know if Eric Kutsenda has baseball opinions, Padres opinions. But A.J. Preller, yes. Do we question some decisions that he has made? Do I think that he's had plenty of opportunities? Yeah, but he's not. we're not changing this. Like, Preller's the guy. So right now, we just have to have the faith in him. And he's a smart baseball guy. I'm not, like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And I trust that he can run the baseball team. I just question some of the, the decisions that he has made. And I think that the track record should speak louder than uh, what his relationship was with Peter. Um, and I think that he's had the time to consistently make the postseason. And it hasn't happened under A.J. Preller's watch. Now, but I don't want to talk about that because we know he's staying. And we know that he is going to have pretty much the last say on who's the manager. Maybe if Seidler was healthy and obviously still around, maybe it would have been a little bit different. But Preller's going to have the, the last say. And under this current situation, I agree with that being the case. Uh, Kutsenda, co-founder, managing partner, partner at Seidler's private equity firm, has assumed control on a temporary basis. I'm reading from the Athletics article here. While it's unclear how long Kutsenda will serve in that capacity, league sources said the Seidler family intends to honor Seidler's wishes by retaining ownership of the Padres. Seidler and his extended family own a combined majority of the franchise, according to sources, with Seidler's stake having been transferred to a trust. Uh, Padres plan to publicly address their ownership situation next week, and I assume that would be Maybe it, maybe it would be a separate co press conference as the manager, but 
I would assume it's around that same time. Padres are expected to name their manager before Thanksgiving, which is next Thursday. So I would think that a manager gets named. They have the press conference Tuesday or Wednesday. could be Monday, I guess. Have it sometime before Thanksgiving. And around that same time, Gruppner probably could send a... They will speak about the ownership ownership situation. Now, Padres planning to publicly address their ownership situation. That doesn't mean that they're going to say, okay, this person... Kutsenda is going to be the control person for another month. Like, it doesn't mean that they're going to say their firm plan. Or if they, who knows if they even know who's going to take over full time if it's not Eric Kutsenda. Or in, interim could lead to full time. We don't know. Um, I just don't know if Kutsenda has the baseball background. I want someone that has the baseball background as the lead control person. But maybe that's just me. Um, so we'll see what happens next week. We'll see what is addressed next week. Manfred told the athletic here, when we redid the constitution last time, we fixed a hole that we had when a control person passed away, we didn't have a process. So we put in place the concept of an interim control person. That individual doesn't need to go through the whole control process, excuse me, the whole control person change process, which can be lengthy. It's obviously for a limited period of time. I used that procedure to appoint Eric Kutsenda as the interim control person who's been a partner of Peter's for 30 years. That's where I got it. My bad. I said earlier, social media, Rob Manfred said here in this quote, he's been a partner of Peter's for 30 years. So they had a good relationship, I assume, right? To be partners with someone for 30 years, I would think your relationship has to be pretty good. And hopefully, like this was the plan all along that Eric Kutsenda would take over at least on the interim basis and then they would see what happens after that background on eric kutsenda joined seidler equity partners in 1999 as the firm's managing partner and third founder alongside seidler and his brother robert seidler robert seidler is not a part of the padres organization though i don't believe uh, a certified public accountant with degrees from the university of illinois and DePaul University, Kutsenda was added to the Padres front office directory, directory this summer as a special advisor to Eric Gruppner. In that role, Kutsenda represented, represented, sorry, Kutsenda represented Peter Seidler's interests after the owner's declining health sidelined him from day-to-day operations, which is what I think dialed in Padres fans knew was going on there. That's why Kutsenda was brought into the Padres organization. Um, San Diego's search for a new manager paused after Seidler's death on Tuesday, although team sources indicated Thursday that Preller remains largely responsible for the final decision. Hiring announcement expected next week. Formally interviewed Schilt, Flaherty, Gill, and Nevin. Um... Seidler, this was Seidler's quote at the Sports Business Journal's World Congress of Sports Conference in April. The Padres have had a couple of fire sales in their past. There will never be another fire sale in San Diego, and I expect my family to own the franchise for 50, 75 more years, and then we'll figure out what to do, hopefully go for more. I'll be talking from the grave. So I hope that whoever is the control person, they will act 
how they think that Peter Seidler would want them to act. Now, I'm, it's not going to be the same. Whoever takes over as the, not the interim, but the chairman, the next chairman of this team, they will do things a little bit differently than Peter Seidler did. They might be a little bit more conservative with spending and all that compared to Peter Seidler. They might not care as much about the community as much as, uh, they might not care as much about the Padres as Peter Seidler did. Not saying they won't care a lot, but Peter spent like a fan would if he had the opportunity to own the team. If, if, if he or she, that fan had the opportunity to own the team, that's how you think that that fan would spend, right? That's how Peter Seidler did it. And the next person that takes over might not have as much faith in A.J. Preller. So we'll see what happens with A.J. Preller's future. If the Padres don't win next year, who's the lead control person? They might say, AJ, we need to make a change here. And then does that manager go as well? Who, if that manager um, doesn't, isn't the next present baseball operations, isn't the next GM's guy? Those are questions. Those are hypothetical questions. Preller could be here for the next five years. Who the heck knows, right? But I'm just saying, like, those are questions that we could be asking down the road here. Um, Eric Kutsenda, there's some stuff here on Cellular Equity Partners' website. Again, the only image that I see of Eric Kutsenda is from this website, and I used it as the on the thumbnail here for this YouTube show. That's all I got. Co-founder, Cellular Equity Partners, actively involved in establishing and overseeing the Cellular Equity Partners' strategic vision, promoting the firm's core investment principles, and developing strategic and investment initiatives. Eric is also responsible for originating and qualifying investment opportunities, conducting due diligence, executing transactions, and directing portfolio construction and management. Member of the firm's executive committee, committee, excuse me, I can't talk today for some reason, and investment committee. Prior experience began his professional career at KPMG, focused principally on providing tax structuring advice and due diligence support for mergers and acquisitions. Prior to co-founding Sidler Equity Partners, he was a principal at a Chicago-based investment firm, went to Illinois, uh, also DePaul. Outside of work, Eric is involved in a variety of organizations, including the Golden West Chapter of Young President's Organization and Kids in Sports. So there's a little bit of a sports connection there. He is an avid outdoor enthusiast and may be found marathon running, scuba diving, or rock climbing. Eric and his wife have two teenage daughters. Don't know how this, how long ago this was written, so who knows how outdated this description is or how updated it is. Who knows? To be fair, Seidler's About page on this website had nothing to do with the Padres either. It said nothing about the Padres. So Eric Kutsenda, I don't want to just fully judge him. Um, don't know how much he likes the Padres. Don't know if he watches every game. But all we know is he was not a member of this Padres organization until a little bit earlier this year. And he came in as a special advisor to Eric Grubner. 
and he was involved in the manager search. And we knew that he had a significant say because he was speaking for Peter, is what it's made out to be here. So that's the latest Eric Kutsenda, interim control person. Major League Baseball named him that. And the reporting was from Evan Drellich, Dennis Lynn, Ken Rosenthal. Again, I, I don't want to judge Eric Kutsenda. I just know that Peter was a special human being. And there's not going to be another owner probably like him. Uh, someone that cared that much about the community, that much about winning a World Series, didn't care how much it cost, just go win whatever it took. And uh, he is for sure going to be missed. No doubt about that. And he should have a statue at Petco Park. I know ground floor murals, uh, they already have a mural up in Little Italy, Little Italy which is great to see. Um, if I were to pick an image of Peter Seidler, I would have picked the image of, I forget who took it. Maybe it was Casey Alfred. I don't know who took it, but postseason, you'll know which one I'm talking about, where he's standing on the infield after the Padres had beat the Dodgers. Petco is still packed, and he's looking up, kind of with a smile on his face, just looking into the crowd, enjoying the moment. That's my favorite picture of Peter Seidler. And if that was put on a statue, that would be amazing. If there's another mural being put up, that would be amazing. Uh, but whenever I see that picture, it's impossible for me to not feel good inside, to not smile. So, yeah, Peter, Peter's going to be missed, no doubt about that. All right, quick break, and then I'm going to get to the chat. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's underdog fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free.
All right, let's get to the chat here. Eric Kutsenda, never heard of him. We'll be interested to hear more about him. Looking at his LinkedIn, it doesn't seem like he has any baseball background. Yeah. I was looking at his LinkedIn earlier today as well. And I'll actually go pull that up right now. And there's no picture on the LinkedIn. I don't think he's used it in a long time. Uh, just says managing partner, Seidler Equity Partners, Manhattan Beach, California. So, yeah, hasn't posted. It shows the senior consultant for KPMG from 1993 to 1997 and partner Seidler Equity Partners from August of 1999 to present over 24 years. So it's a long time, long relationship with Peter Seidler. So. Yeah, but no, yeah, no baseball background doesn't, yeah, we don't know. Maybe he will have one that we have no idea about, or he'll tell us, yeah, big baseball fan. You know, I, I'm Steve Cohen, right? Like, he's someone that, obviously, ton of money, but I'm just saying, he took over the Mets, right? And he didn't have, did he have baseball background? No, he, but he was a big baseball fan, Mets fan, followed the team, and look what has happened. You know, it seems like the Mets organization is trending upwards. They brought in David Stearns. They made the postseason in 2022, won over 100 games. And I know a lot of money helps with that, but I'm just saying, like, maybe Eric Kutsenda is a great baseball fan, and he's a huge Padres fan, just didn't work for the team, wasn't around the ballpark, maybe didn't live in San Diego. But he's a big Padres fan, you know, great relationship with the owner of the team. So maybe he knows everything about the team. We just don't know. It's just a question of who is he? What is he about? Does he care about San Diego? Just little things like that. Uh, Devin says, I wonder why Mrs. Seidler would not take over. Okay, so that's a, that's a good statement, a good question. Why Why not? I believe she is a yoga instructor. I think I heard Darren talk about that on the radio the other day. Could be wrong on that, but I think she's a yoga instructor. And she did not work for the team either. She may not want that. And I assume she's having a rough time right now. Uh, I couldn't even imagine putting myself in that spot where, you know, I lose my partner like that. And how great of a human being he was and how he owned a Major League Baseball team and all of the connections that he has and everyone loved him. I have just, I just couldn't imagine what she's going through right now. So obviously offering full support to her. Um, and obviously... Sidlers, the Sidlers, they they had two or three, two or three kids, I think. Peter didn't get married until he was, I think, fifty in his fifties. So yeah, it was uh, it was a little interesting how you know his his uh, relationship happened there. But no, with Miss Sidler, I think I don't I don't know if she would want to do that. 
And I want someone taking over. Like, I like the thought, Devin, but I want someone taking over that wants to embrace the role of being the chairman and knows what they're talking about. And she, it seems like she's a great Padres fan. She's been to the ballpark a lot with Peter, obviously, and probably knows a lot about the team and all that. But that just might be who she, she just might be a fan. Um, and obviously being an owner is a lot more than that. So that's probably why, and she might not want to do it. So I guess that hopefully that's my, you know, that's a good answer for you on that. Devin says, I hope Kutsenda is a Seidler kind of, uh, persona and not a John Fisher type. Yeah. Holy cow. John Fisher. Did anyone see these comments from John Fisher? I think this was today. They were finishing up the owner, the owners meetings, and the it was unanimous. Major League Baseball, the owners unanimously approved the Oakland A's to go to Las Vegas, even though they don't have a stadium, they don't even have a home after 2024, I think, because their lease is up at uh, the Oakland Coliseum, so they don't even know where they're going to be playing after this next season, and. He wrote a letter to fans, I guess, and he spoke publicly. I didn't even know he speaks publicly, but he probably was forced to speak publicly, and that's why he did. But he says here, today is an incredibly difficult day for Oakland A's fans. It's a great day for Las Vegas. No. that's Does Las Vegas even want the Oakland A's? That's a question that I have. It doesn't seem like they're super... Uh, excited to have the Oakland A's. They know who John Fisher is. They know what he just did to Oakland. Almost feels like the Chargers going to L.A. Did the Chargers, did, did L.A. want the Chargers? You know? Uh, does Las Vegas want the A's? You know, A's fans were so loyal to that franchise and care so much about that team and to have it stripped away from them like that. By an owner that if you wanted to stay in that city, you could have stayed. Like, I believe that with Spanos here. I believe that with Fisher, with Oakland. If you want to stay, you can make it happen. But you you didn't want it enough. You can say, oh, we tried, and he did say that. We tried every possible thing, and it, it was just till the last couple of years that we started thinking about Vegas. But, I mean, it sure feels like they could have tried harder. I, I know Oakland... The Oakland mayor, I think, said that they've they've drawn up plans and they've submitted plans on how they could have gotten this done and still didn't happen. If Peter was alive, I'd like to think that the vote wouldn't have been unanimous. And maybe Eric Kutsenda was the one, I assume, he was the one representing the Padres and he voted yes for the move to Vegas. Probably just not to piss off other people. I don't know. I just hope that... Peter, if you know, if he was still here, he would have voted no on it because he has that San Diego net connection. He knows how San Diegans felt about the Chargers leaving, and he knows that he would never leave San Diego. So I hope that he would have, you know, felt for A's fans, felt, felt for that city. Raiders already left. I'm gonna vote no on this. I I, I hope that Peter would have done that. It feels like he would have. But I know owners, they like to stay together and all that. So who knows what would have happened. But yeah, John Fisher, I sure hope that's not who Eric Kutsenda is. And if it was, I think Peter would not 
I don't I hope he would not have allowed Eric Kutsenda to be the interim control person after he had passed. I hope that they would have set up a plan for someone else to be the interim control person, not Kutsenda. So that's what I'm hoping here is Kutsenda, he was brought into this organization to to speak for Peter because Peter couldn't be there day to day. And so I'm hoping that Kutsenda knows what Peter wanted, what Peter wants, and he is going to fulfill that to the best of his ability and not um, just go about the business the way that he wants to do it, you know? Irie asks, so the trust agency owns the team at the moment. Yes, that's, I believe so, yes. Uh, Irie says, I'm pretty sure they'll lay down the, the blueprint for us in a couple weeks. We'll find out exactly what the deal is. Yeah, I, I think before Thanksgiving, they'll have a, hopefully a press conference, and they'll talk about what is next. When the manager is hired, I'm sure they'll have a press conference then for the manager. and. Maybe after that or off to the side or maybe at the same time, they'll be answering questions about the future of the franchise. But that, yeah, that, that'll happen next week is what The Athletic is reporting. Yes, Devin, Padres are the only team currently without a manager. And that, I'll get to the rest of the chat, but that leads me into just a quick update here on where the manager search is. The manager search is paused as we know. That's that's the latest, that they have paused it, obviously, because of what has happened this week. Um, Kevin AC is he had the latest on what is happening, and this was written on Tuesday at 8 o'clock in the morning before we knew that Peter Seidler passed away. If Peter Seidler had passed away before, or if the news came out before this, then this article probably would not have been put out. But I'm just reading it. Um, just as a quick update for those that maybe don't know everything that's going on. And this is from Kevin. I'm just scrolling down here to see where it says here. So it's pretty much like finalists, Schilt and Nevin is the update. When the team talked last week to Phil Nevin, the last of the five known interviewees for the position, multiple people who had been involved in previous interviews, were not aware Nevin was being interviewed. So Preller kind of trying to keep this as, as under wraps as he can. On Monday, a source said the team has spoken with more candidates than are publicly known. So maybe it's not just Nevin and Schilt that are finalists. Or those are the finalists, but other people have been talked to about coaching positions. Or they were just talked to at the beginning of this process. And they have narrowed down the list to these two. Ryan Flaherty could still be in it. It just says here, Nevin and Mike Schilt are widely considered the favorites. At the beginning of the process, remember, it was Schilt and Flaherty. Nevin and Schilt widely consider the favorites both within and outside the organization, and there is a growing sense of momentum behind Nevin as the process plays out. Why is that? I can make a case for Phil Nevin. I would not mind Phil Nevin being the manager. I know some would let, be like, look what he did with the Angels. What are we doing? But they were in a playoff spot when Trout got hurt, and then Otani got hurt, and then he had to have surgery, and he was just hitting, and then he got shut down when they weren't going to make the postseason. Rendon got hurt, which not that's not super shocking, but 
he got hurt. There were a lot of injuries, and it was beyond that. I want to say G. Rochella got hurt as well, who was a starter for that team. A lot of things happened there. And was he given as many years as he probably should have been allowed to manage that team? Probably not. They got Ron Washington, the Angels did. So congratulations to Ron. I thought the Padres should have hired him over Jace Tingler in 2021, going into, no, going into the 2020 season. No doubt about that. I was pissed off when Tingler got hired over Ron Washington. You had Ron Washington on your doorstep, and you said no. Like, come on, AJ, right? Um, but congratulations to Ron. Not, like, that's, I'm happy that he's getting that chance. Angels, they're going to probably do pretty well with him. I'm not saying they're going to go win the AL West or anything, but he's a good, he's a good manager. But Nevin, I don't want to sit here and say Nevin should not be the manager of this team and be like, Look what he did uh, with the Angels as my reasoning. You know, it's kind of like David Ross. Was he given a fair shot? They traded a bunch of people while he was there. All of their core traded. Was he put in the best spot to succeed? And so maybe a David Ross conversation has been had. And maybe the Padres are deciding to go in a different direction. But we just don't. We It has not been reported that the Padres have talked with David Ross. Um. But for Phil, I can make a case. Playing experience, played for the Padres. He's one of, I think, one of the fan favorites for older Padres fans. He has coaching experience, third base coach, Yankees, Giants. He has minor league, I believe, coaching experience. He has major league coaching experience. Like I said, third base, bench coach under Joe Madden. And he has managing experience. He stands up for his players, has energy, enthusiasm, and you're telling me that he, I believe he lives in Poway, you're telling me that he won't care about the Padres' success? Of course he will care about the Padres' success. I want someone that is going to be all in and care about this Padres team. And at the end there, it was pretty apparent to me that Bob Melvin was not that guy. But I think Phil Nevin would be that guy. I also can make a case for Mike Schilt. You know, he's been inside the organization. And I want someone that shares the same vision as A.J. Preller because I know A.J. Preller's running the ship. You know, it doesn't matter what I think about, oh, A.J. Preller, he's, he should have already had his last shot. Well, he's running the team. That's just the fact. So I want someone that is connected with him. Schilt, isn't Schilt kind of like Craig Council? I mean, Council got all this money to be a manager. Schilt's not going to get that if he becomes the Padres manager. But both of them, they made the playoffs in the NL Central. None of them made it to the World Series. No one won the World Series. But Schilt made it to the postseason. And I think every full season that he was with the Cardinals as the manager, made it to the postseason at a 20-plus, was it 20 or 18? Like, long winning streak there, I think, in his last year with the Cardinals to get them into the postseason. And sure, you could bring up, oh, well, there are philosophical differences between Mosellock and Schilt, and you don't want that with Preller. Why had Schilt not been talked to by any other organization for a manager job while Schilt was with the Padres after he got let go by the Cardinals? Why is that? And that's, that's a valid question. But he's been in the organization. He has the managing experience. Seems like he connects with AJ at this moment. Now, we saw how that worked out with Tingler. We saw how that worked out with Melvin. 
That's how it worked out with, you know, Andy Green. Sure seems like odds are it's not going to work out at the end with whoever comes in because there's a common denominator, the guy running the ship. But either of those guys, to be honest, I'd be okay with. Uh, AC writes here, it is not believed that Benji Gill is in the running. The other known candidate, Carlos Mendoza, was hired, obviously, as the Mets manager. I watched his Mets press conference the other day. Seems like a, a pretty bright guy and someone that can get buy-in from players. So, Benji Gill, I think that he's going to end up being a coach on this Padres coaching staff. Ron Washington has already made his coaching staff, and Benji Gill's not on it. So, I think he's coming to the Padres, maybe not as manager, but as a coach. I think Flaherty's staying. We know Niebla's staying. So, there's three coaches already. Let's say Schilt. Who knows if Schilt stays, but Maybe Schultz stays and Nevin's the manager or Schultz the manager and Schultz okay with Nevin being a coach, like third base coach on the staff. I think you could assemble a pretty good coaching staff. And you've got guys on that coaching staff that players like. We know Tatis likes Schilt. We know Manny likes Flaherty. I, I think players would like Phil Nevin. So. Yeah, I mean, I would like having a coaching staff like that. I don't know how realistic it is if whoever loses out on this manager job, do they really want to coach under the guy that beat them out for it? I don't know, but I think the Padres can be a postseason team this next year. And it's there's not a lot of jobs in Major League Baseball. Not a, There's not a lot of Major League Baseball coaching jobs. And all of the manager positions beside the Padres have been filled. And those coaching staffs are they've either been filled are they or they are being filled. And I don't see Benji Gill or Phil Nevin or Mike Schilt's names being thrown out for those positions. So this might be the one place for them. And so they might take it. I'd like to have Nevin in the organization. I think that could be a good a good move. All right, getting back to the chat here after this break. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, going back to the chat here. Trying to remember where I left off. Joe says, we can't replace Papa Pete because he truly was one of us, but I'll give this guy a shot first before hating. Rest easy, King. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'll give Eric Kutsenda a shot. I'm, I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating on him. I'm just telling you the facts that I know. I don't know if it's a fact that he's not a baseball guy, but the facts that I'm seeing is there's no baseball experience. And I'm pretty confident saying, he doesn't care about the Padres, or at least won't, as much as Peter did. Or he'll care about them just as much as Peter did. But he's not going to care about them more than Peter did. He's not going to care about the community more than Peter Seiler did. That's all I'm saying. And I'm just giving you the facts of what his background is like. And I don't see baseball in it. And it could end up being okay. He could be a big baseball fan, a big Padres fan, like I said earlier, and we don't know about it. So... Yeah, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating on Eric Kutsenda. I'm just 
saying I'm just telling you the question marks and telling you some of his his background. RXQS, would you want Jorge Soler to the Padres? Also, we have to cherish Peter Seidler for everything he has done for us. He made the NLCS. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and Ivory says here it's not just the NLCS. Peter Seidler made this team exciting again and had a goal to make the Padres worldwide there has been there more people watching the game than ever. Did I read that correctly? Had a goal to make the Padres worldwide. There has been more people watching the game than ever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He made the Padres exciting again. There were plenty of nights. My family has season tickets. There were plenty of nights before Peter took over fully, or, you know, as the chairman, where there was a lot of empty seats. And the stadium was like half full. You know how we see the stadium at Snapdragon right now? Well, picture an even bigger stadium, bigger ballpark, Petco, and looking like that. That's how it looked on some of these Tuesday nights against the Rockies, right? But now it's sold out on a Tuesday night or whatever night. It's sold out most days. The majority of games are sold out, packed, and it's not because of the team that's in town. It's because of the Padres and the excitement around the Padres. Without Peter Seidler, this would not have been happening. And in 2022, there were some really key players on that team that cost a lot of money. And if Peter Seidler was not the owner and it was someone else, I don't want to take a bunch of shots at Ron Fowler, but if it was still him, I think it's valid to question if some of those players would have been brought in if some of these contracts would have been given out to these players. You know, so yeah, I I thank Peter Seidler a lot for what he did for the Padres organization, bringing joy to the fan base and the city of San Diego in terms of like what he did in the community, not just what he did with the Padres. Irie says, I would think Nevin and Schilt will have a job. Remember, we need a AAA manager, too. Well, the, the reports there, Irie, is that Mike Daly is going to be the AAA manager. No professional coaching experience, but uh, I did have Graham Pauly on, who was the Padres Minor League Player of the Year. If you missed that conversation, it is available here on YouTube, on podcast platforms. Recently did that, so you can check that out. Um, he spoke well of Mike Daly, and he thinks that Mike Daly could uh, be a good manager and he's around the team a lot or around, I should say the organization a lot. And that's the report is that Mike Daly, who was the assistant farm director, I believe for the Padres, he is expected to be the triple a manager here this next season. Devin says Vegas wants baseball, but probably didn't want the A's. Yeah. They probably want an expansion team. And Oakland wants to keep the A's name, but it seems like Las Vegas, it seems like John Fisher is having the A's keep that name over to Las Vegas. Uh, What is Kutsenda's vision? No one knows. He's not a baseball guy. That should concern people. 
Well, I don't know if he's a baseball guy. I'm just saying he doesn't have the baseball background in any of these bios, which is not a whole lot. Any articles that I've read, Sidler Equity Partner website, his LinkedIn, like there's nothing. So that's all I'm saying. He might be a big baseball fan and he might know a ton about the team. I'm sure he has learned a ton about the team since he came into the Padres organization. It's not like he wasn't in the organization the months leading up to Peter Seidler passing away this week, obviously. Um, so he might know a lot about this organization and about the team. But I go back to my point. Peter Seidler was with Ron Fowler, under Ron Fowler, for eight years before taking over as chairman. Kutsenda d- doesn't have that. He hasn't been in the organization for eight years. So I don't. it doesn't feel like he'll be the full-time control person, but who knows? It just feels like there's, you know, A.J. Preller. There's a lot on him. There's a lot on Eric Gruppner. There's a lot on the leadership that has been there with the Padres right now. Because of, you know, what is going on. Charlie says there was an owner's meeting today in Texas. That's correct. So the Padres had to appoint someone to represent the organization today. That person happened to be Kutsenda today. Yes. And I assume the Padres recommended it to Major League Baseball, and then Major League Baseball approved it as the interim control person. Daniel says, Eric Kutsenda is a friend of Peter's first and foremost. Anything Kutsenda wants to do with the Padres would would have to be vetted against Peter's written wishes for that trust. And be Shields' final decision if she chooses to be involved. Yeah. I don't know how involved Shields going to be. That's Peter's wife, for anyone that doesn't know. Um, but yes, I assume, I don't really want to assume, but hopefully Shield is involved, at least at the beginning here, uh, with like decisions and who's taking over, stuff like that. Uh, because she obviously was really close to Peter, obviously. And I assume that she knows a lot about the Padres organization because even though she didn't work for the organization, I mean, her husband was the chairman of the team and she was there at Petco Park a lot. And it seems like she is an amazing human being as well. So, yeah, I, I think that she should be involved as well as long as she is willing to do so. But like I said earlier, I, I can't even imagine being in the spot that she's in right now. Um, Let's see. Continuing to go through the chat here. I think that's it. All right. Talking for hours, episode 515. Hopefully everyone has a good rest of your day. Hopefully everyone is feeling a little bit better than we did earlier this week. Um, Obviously, we're not going to get over this. It's going to take some time. Might we're probably never going to get over this. Uh, there's probably going to be a percentage of us that is always going to be thinking about, man, what if Peter was still with us? But he's with us in spirit. Um, NL MVP, Ronald Lacuna Jr. AL MVP, Shohei Otani. NL Cy Young, Blake Snell yesterday. Congratulations to him. Well-deserved, obviously. Becomes the fifth Padre, I believe. Right? 
Snell, Peavy, Mark Davis, Gaylord, Gaylord Perry, Randy Jones to win the Cy Young. Seventh in Major League Baseball history to win it once in both leagues, at least once in both leagues. Pretty impressive. Gaylord, Gaylord Perry is one of those as well. Um, Garrett Cole, AL Cy Young, Manager of the Year, I believe Brennan Hyde in the American League. Skip Schumacher, congrats to him in the National League. Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll for the D-backs, NL, and then Gunnar Henderson for the American League with the Baltimore Orioles. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you, everyone, for the time. SeatGeek code, Talking Friars, $20 off your order there. Underdog Fantasy, 100%, 100% deposit match up to $100. Click that link in the description. BreakingT.com, some great Padres swag. Aztec, San Diego Wave as well. Gaglione Bros, their main location is on Friars Road. Foco, some great Padres bobbleheads and collectibles. And by the way, Lucky Duck Foundation, Peter Seidler was heavily involved with that, obviously cared a lot about that. If you want to, if you're inspired to help out with the Lucky Duck Foundation, go to their website. There's a, there's a link that you can go to to donate. And uh, you can do that there. And I believe Petco Park is still open today. The home plate gate for the Peter Seidler Memorial that they have there, which is, it's, it's emotional being down there. I was there on Tuesday night. Um, but it's one of those things, I think, like if you're, if you really care about Peter Seidler and the Padres, it feels like it's one of those that you might regret not going down there if you don't go. But obviously, everyone's own individual decision. Thank you so much for the time. Have a great night. Have a great night. See ya.